Welcome to the Dad Connection Podcast. Helping dads grow themselves so they can help grow their greatest asset on earth, their children. Now, here's your host of the Dad Connection, Keith Jowers, with advice on how to relate, connect, and build a better relationship with your children. Well, hello. Welcome to the Dad Connection again. This is Keith Jowers, and I am your host here, and I have a special guest with me today. I have, My wife and I have spent Thanksgiving up in Bon Aqua, Tennessee, which is outside of Nashville, about 40 minutes. And I tell you, I have been blessed this Thanksgiving by meeting an individual that uh, I did not know until today, obviously, but uh, he has uh, really enlightened us on a, a musical artist that I have grew up with because my mom played uh, uh, this gentleman's albums every week it seemed like I'd have a country music playing in my home as a little boy and I heard this man's voice over and over again and little did I know when I get a little older I would actually be meeting the nephew of Mr. Johnny Cash so I'd like to introduce you to uh, a new friend of ours here at the Dad Connection and our ministry Dads for Life and that is Mr. Mark Allen Cash. Welcome to the Dad Connection Mark. Well thank you Keith, thank you for having having me. It's an honor. Thank you so much. Well, I'd like to talk about today of the place that we actually met. It's called the Storytellers Museum, ladies and gentlemen. And I'll tell you, this is a an really nice place for you to come and to actually if you want to learn about country music especially the artists of Johnny Cash or maybe even Elvis Presley or Tommy Cash or some of the others that they talk about here this would be a great place to learn and that's outside of uh, Nashville Tennessee in a little place called Bon Aqua Tennessee so Mark is the nephew of Johnny Cash and I met him today and I'd like for him to just tell us a little bit about where we're at and what people could learn here so Mark tell us about the Storytellers Museum. Well, thank you. And you know, um, my Uncle Johnny had an accountant that uh, had four properties that he had bought, and uh, he didn't tell anybody. So, uh, you know, um, Uncle Johnny found out that he had four properties, and they let the guy go. They wouldn't prosecute him. Uncle Johnny didn't want to prosecute the guy. And um, even a year later, after this incident, uh, a reporter asked him, what was the guy's name? And Uncle Johnny said, that's not important. You know, but he let him go. And so they asked him what he wanted to do with the properties. He said, he bought a farm in Bonacle. Where's that? And so he came out and uh, viewed the farm and, and spent a few minutes on the farm and decided, hey, this is for me. I bought it. He bought it and he enjoyed it out here for 30, over 30 years. And uh, he would come out here by himself at times. Uh, he would come out here with Aunt June sometimes and then with his kids quite often. And they could relax and just, uh, he called it the center of his universe out here. He loved it out here. It's very peaceful. Uh, it's beautiful. And, uh, you know, I've been here now going on, well, two years, and I see why he loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a place where he could just, it's 40 miles, uh, 38 miles just uh, west of Nashville uh, toward Memphis. And, uh, you know, he needed a place that uh, wasn't, you know, even the home in Hendersonville stayed busy with traffic and, and of course, uh, his fans taking pictures and, and things like that. So he really couldn't go outside. Uh, but here he could. Uh, up on the farm, he could take a walk barefooted, you know, or, or uh, uh, you know, do what he wanted to do without any, any hesitation or anybody might want to talk to him, you know. So he could actually just be himself then. Exactly. He he told me, he said, I can, I don't have to smile till my face hurts, you know. Being Johnny Cash was tough. I told him one time, I said, you know, Uncle Johnny, I'm not complaining. It's going to sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. 
But it's tough being, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of all that you have accomplished in the music business. And I'm proud that what you've accomplished is being a father and an uncle and, and a husband. And, but it's tough being your nephew and being in this business, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if people come out to hear me just because of who you are or, or why they might be there. And he hugged me and he said, you want to try to be Johnny Cash? <laughs> and I said, no, sir, I do not. You do that very well. You wear a size 13 shoe and I wear a 10. Let's just keep it that way. But then he hugged me, Keith, and, and he said, I understand. He said, uh, but if you sing from the heart, people love you and you can love them back. If you sing from your head, it's no good. You know, he said, just uh, you might find another occupation. So I've always remembered that. And I try to sing from the heart. And uh he gave me some great advice. That's where the song Uncle Johnny came from, that conversation. Well, and we're going to be playing a little bit of that song later on called Uncle Johnny. And because it's important to know that even if your kids are all grown, like his were, I guess, mm-hmm. he was still involved in, in helping anybody, mm-hmm. young or old. But, mm-hmm. you know, so being a, a father yourself, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's very important to, to really engage in the youth and trying to keep them busy in direction. But mm-hmm. I know as a father, sometimes we have some challenges, don't mm-hmm. we, and things we have to walk through. Mm-hmm. Um so what about being a father? What do you think uh, the challenges are today of being a dad? Well, you know, I, uh, I think we've lost our connection. Uh, you know, I don't know. A, a police officer was telling me the other day that most of the crimes being committed in his community are kids. They're kids that are lost, that don't, I guess, have uh, maybe their dad's locked up and a mom just can't uh, afford to, to take care of them. And uh, they're lost and they have weapons. And uh, they're not afraid to use them. And that's scary. You know, what's happened to our youth? What has happened? And I think we've dropped the ball somewhere. You know, I really do. And I think that there's still hope. I think we need to reach out and do what we can. You know, I, I have uh, made some huge mistakes. I've, I battled alcohol for 37 years. And I was a slave to it. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any way out. And, um, you know, it nearly cost, well, it cost me many things. It cost me uh, two wives, but it, 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 it almost cost me my life. It takes everything from you and then will take your life. And I, I, uh, I wished I could go back and, and do the, the uh, be a father again. I would do things a whole lot different. But, um, you know, my, my daughter, uh, Kara, and I have a, a good relationship today. And uh, she uh, forgives me. She understands the addiction that runs through this family like a raging fire. And uh, I think addiction could probably be a, a big uh, a problem in, in our fathers, you know, being a dad or being able to, you know. And actually, you've, you've had um, uh, things that, that broke your heart regarding your other child, as you were telling me, too. And mm-hmm. so, so we as dads sometimes go through some things that are just extremely difficult and we don't know how to handle them but mm-hmm. only God can bring us through them right that's right you know and and I, I I'll tell you I um, I lost my daughter Courtney uh, to this uh, disease uh, uh, three years ago and um, you know we did what we could and if, you know as a family and uh, the guys that um, uh, should not have been around her got back involved in her life and, and ultimately drugs cost her her life mm-hmm. and you know that was the toughest thing I've ever been through Keith I, I thought that I'd been through some things until that happened and uh, you know when you're a parent of course and you lose a child it's just absolutely devastating 
It is, Mark. Uh, my dad died when I was 11 years old. Mm. He was only 40. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to that, he had had two brothers that had already died. So my grandparents lost three children mm. before their death. And it's difficult uh, mm -hmm. for a dad and a mom and any family to go through anything like that. But, you know, um, as we work through things, whether it's addiction or whether it's uh, grief or whatever, you know, if we just uh, trust God, as we were talking about earlier, you know, then, then he can bring us through a lot, can he? He sure can. And, you know, I had to totally surrender to God. You know, you surrender a little bit, <laughs> that doesn't work. You have to just, in my, in my case, I'm, uh, you know, I had to just tell uh, God, I'm tired of trying to run my own deal and would you run it for me? And you know what? He will. Mm -hmm. And ever since I've done that, I have just been blessed in, in so many ways. And um, I know that uh, uh, God hears me today and he knows uh, what I'm all about. And that's fine. I used to hide things, you know. And uh, today it's fun not to hide. You know, you don't have to hide when you're living right. You trust God. Things just naturally happen in your life that are great. Mm. You know, that's great. And folks, if you could just see what I'm seeing today with Mark, you know, he's just sitting here smiling. You know, he knows that, that God can, can do a lot in our lives if we just surrender. But, mm. but you know, and what I try to do, Mark, is I try to get dads to surrender in, in, in helping their kids on a, a daily basis. You know, I know a friend of mine, uh, Garth Callahan, and what he did is he started Napkin Note Dad's ministry because he is he felt like he wanted to encourage his child each day so he'd write a note and put it in her lunch and uh, every day mm -hmm. as an elementary student mm -hmm. and every day she'd look for that encouraging note mm -hmm. well then he got sick and had cancer and and the outcome was not great mm -hmm. so what he did every night when she went to bed mark is he wrote a note each and every uh for each and every lunch for the future of her school in case he passed. Mm. And, you know, and today it's become a movement called Napkin Notes Dads. Is so, that right? So we have to do what we can do as a dad. Mm -hmm. And when we make mistakes, right, mm -hmm. we just... We, we ask forgiveness of our child. We ask forgiveness of God, whatever, and we keep moving on, right? That's absolutely you talked to me to You talked to us today as a group uh, about Johnny and, and, and the giving part of his heart and how he became the man he did today. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all about him being a star, was it? It was about him giving out from his heart. And the video that you showed us where he's pulling up to his 20th year in music, mm -hmm. uh, tell us a little bit about that because everybody was here. It seemed like a mm -hmm. big party because mm -hmm. he had gave so much much and that's mm -hmm. what we need to do as individuals is give more to others than we give to ourselves right that's right and you know he the important thing uh, he never forgot where he came from you know he told me he said you know the cash family we were poor daddy was a poor cotton farmer and you know they went to school during the day of course and when they got home from school they picked cotton till dark and so uh, he never forgot where he came from and he always gave back he was in a locker room uh, one time and was doing a show uh, and, and the dressing room was a big men's locker room and he found uh, a couple of lockers that had really bad looking ragged tennis shoes in there and he put a couple of hundred dollars in each shoe. Hmm. You know, he said, those those boys need new things. You know, they can't afford them and I'm going to help them, you know. And he always was trying to help somebody, hmm. you know, always. And, and uh, even people he didn't know, you know, he just helped them. He helped everybody he could. He helped everybody he could up until the, his last days, right? He sure did. Yeah. Absolutely. And he, he told my dad when Aunt June passed away, he said, I want to sit in the, in the doorway of the church 
And I want to shake everybody's hand that comes through the door because they love my wife and she loved him back, you know. And he did. He yeah. did just that. I mean, and, you know, most celebrities of his statue would not even think of doing something like that, you know. Right. But he wanted to tell the public how much he appreciated the fact that they prayed for his wife and loved her. Mm. Well, folks, we've been talking to Mark Allen Cash. He's the nephew of the legend country music singer Johnny Cash. I am sitting in the Museum of the Storytellers Museum in Bon Aqua, Tennessee right now with Mark the day after Thanksgiving here. And we are just thankful. Uh, my wife and I are thankful for actually just being here and meeting uh, Mark, we didn't know him a few hours ago, and here we feel like we've known each other for a while now. Uh, I'm looking around, Mark. It's all the memorabilia on the wall, and I'm seeing right across from me his first golden album. Mm -hmm. Can you just tell us about that because of what he did for that for his mom and dad? Yeah, you know, the Columbia Records called him and said, you have now uh, earned your first gold album, and you've sold a million dollars worth of Walk the Line album, and we want to dedicate that to you. We're going to have a little ceremony, and, and we're going to give you your first gold record. And he said, no, don't do that. He said, I want to dedicate it to Mama and Daddy. He said, have Ray and Carrie Cash put on it. And they did, and he gave it to Grandma, and he said, Mama, here's my first gold album. And she cried, and she hung it on the wall in Hendersonville uh, from from that moment on, and uh, until she after it hung there till after she passed away, and people would come from all over the world to take pictures of it because you could stand at the end of the driveway, Keith, and you could see it through the picture window, and I would open that curtain, or she and every day there would be oh twenty to fifty people out there uh, taking pictures of the the gold album hanging on the wall that they could see through the picture window. And uh, we have that here today, and that's just uh, one thing that we have that means a lot to, to me and the rest of the family, you know. Well, I'm seeing a lot around here. Folks, if you're ever near Nashville, Tennessee, and you, you like country music, you like Johnny Cash and what he meant in, in that uh, – that uh, uh, arena, I want you to come by the Storytellers Museum, and you are located where? We are in Bon Aqua, Tennessee. It's uh, it's Old Highway 46, and now you can Google it, and, and it brings you right to the front door, which uh, we had a problem with that in the beginning, but that's all been fixed and worked out. So <laughs> just, and we have a Facebook page, uh, Storytellers uh, Facebook page. So uh, join us on that as well. And we also have uh, a lot of shows here, as I, uh, I said earlier, and uh, you never know which celebrity or who might be here so you can check our website or, or Facebook page for that information as well. It's just good, clean family fun around here, you know? And that's what we need in our world today, isn't it, Mark? Absolutely, yes. We don't need any alcohol or anything else like that. We can have a good time and, and just trust. You know, folks, uh, when it comes to, to storytelling, you know, we have a lot of history in our own families, and we can tell our, if we sit around and just tell our kids about it, they may not want to listen, uh, but you need to tell them the stories of grandma and grandpa and how you've been brought up to help them appreciate a little bit more of what they have today. Take the phone away when it's time to talk to them, because mm -hmm. <laughs> they sometimes mark today, our kids seem to think that's all there is. Isn't mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> and I'd like to tell you, you know, uh, something that impacts me today now that I'm older and, and have a chance to look back my grandmother set me down Mama Cash did uh, she was Mama Cash to everybody you know she she was a good counselor as, as well as um, um, a grandmother and a mother but she set me down on the couch I was 22 years old it was 1982 I think and she said I want to tell you something and, and my dad had run to the bank for her and it was just her and I there and she described today 
She described what we're going through today. She described the weather, the problems that we're having today. And uh, she told me when those things happen, get a good Bible and, and draw close to the people that you love and get into a good church. And, and because, you know, it, times are that way. And now I wish I could hug her now and mm-hmm. say, I see what you mean, what you meant, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Times is, uh, seems short. I tell you, folks, uh, I've been blessed today. My wife and I, we are at the Storytellers Museum in Bonacqua, Tennessee. I hope you do come by and visit with them. Uh, Rachel will be up front. Yep. Mark will be running around here and doing what Mark does. But he also sings, does a little concert for you here. And I tell you, he's got some great music, and I'll be playing one of those on, on this broadcast in just a little bit. So we want to appreciate you, Mark, for being with us today. Anything you'd like to just tell uh, maybe a dad out there listening that just uh, – Maybe he just feels like he he can't get reconnected with his kids again. Well, it, you know what? I didn't think it was possible for me, and it is. And nobody had uh, the dirt on them that I did, and the weight. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was over for me. And you know, it's just not. I mean, we can get through anything. I'm a living example of that. Um, it, it's it's doable. It really is. If you think that you're, you're into the rope in any situation that you might be in, you're not. You're just not. It, you, you, you think it might be, but uh, just keep hope. All right. Well, thank you, Mark. And your, your CD is called Still Standing. Yes. And uh, we can go through a many uh, things in our life, but we can still stand. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mark Allen Cash has a CD out that you can reach, uh, I guess, at uh, facebook.com, and that's forward slash Mark Allen Cash. And uh, I think that you'll be blessed if you ever stop by the Storytellers Museum. Mark, thank you very much, sir, for being with us today. Thank you, Keith. And uh, we look forward to uh, maybe connecting again next time we come up to Bon Aqua. I'd love that. Thank you so much. God bless you, sir. God bless you. All right. Thank you, folks. This is the end of the Dad Connection podcast for this episode, and we'll talk to you again soon right here on the Dad Connection, part of Dads for Life Ministries at dadsforlife.org. We'll talk to you later on. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Dad Connection podcast with Keith Jowers. For more inspiration, motivation, guidance, and encouragement, visit keithjowers.com. And make sure to follow Dads for Life on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So as promised, Mark mentioned the song he wrote about his uncle, Mr. Johnny Cash. So with Mark's permission, here is that song, Uncle Johnny, written and sung by Mark Allen Cash. The house was filled with friends and family. Stepped outside to get away He laid beside me on the fender Of Mama Cash's Chevrolet He asked me how's your music coming And ain't it great to stand on the stage it's the only time I'm happy It's where I sing my cares away I said sometimes I think they like me But just because of who you are Do you know how hard it is to be 
F you to a superstar The evening air it cut right through us As he turned to me and asked Have you ever once considered How hard it is to be Johnny Cash He's a superstar, a legend among men A man in black for all the world to see And I'm glad I have the chance to call him my friend More than any superstar could be He was Uncle Johnny to me For anyone ain't easy And it don't matter who you are And I'd been just as proud to know him If he'd never been a star To me he's a superstar, a legend among men Than any superstar could be He was Uncle Johnny to me